thanks so much for joining me today. Today, the title of my message is Whatever Adam Called. So let's acknowledge Jesus. Jesus, you're so good to us. We thank you for your encouragement. We thank you for teaching us how to live in your kingdom. And that's what you're doing today. You're teaching us your way. You want to get all the confusion out of our lives, and we just so appreciate that. We love you, praise you, give you all the glory. In your name we pray, amen. He is so good. He's so in love with us. He encouraged me today, and I am to share that encouragement with you, and I'm excited to do that. He's so good. You know, we so often are just kind of doing the why God, why, and when God, when, and and we should be asking him why. We should be asking him questions. James 1.5 says that we should ask for wisdom, and he gives to all liberally without fault finding. He wants us to know. Um, Jesus told the disciples, to you has been entrusted the mysteries of the kingdom of God. And to everyone outside our circle, everything is like a parable. And so we have to be searching to want to live in his kingdom, and he gives us revelation knowledge. Anyway, I want to read this to you. Um, Revelation, I mean, (laughs) that's cute. Genesis 2.19. It says, And out of the ground the Lord formed every wild beast and living creature of the field and every bird of the air and brought them to Adam to see what he would call them. And whatever Adam called the, the living creature, that's that was its name. Did you catch that? Whatever Adam called every living creature, that was what its name was. So God makes man in his likeness. And he decides to let man have his say. Whatever Adam named every animal, he called it. You know, yesterday God was saying to me that he's not going to tell us what to do. But what, he, what we allow, he's allow, he allows because he's given us power and authority. And I know all that. And But, you know, we know that. But sometimes we just revert back to expecting him to do something. And he's expecting us to do it. So when he was showing me, me this, he was saying, see, this is what, this is how it is. This is what I did. I, I had Adam, I created Adam, and I created Eve. And um, actually, I wanted to tell you that too. When he created Eve, when he created woman, he brought the woman to Adam as well. And Adam called her woman. I just want to read to, this to you in Genesis three twenty-two. And our 21, I'll start with it. And the Lord caused Adam to go into a deep sleep. And while he slept, he took one of his ribs or a part of his side and closed up the place with flesh. And the rib or a part of his side, which the Lord had taken from the man, he built up and made into a woman. And he brought her to the man. And then Adam said, this creature is now um, bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. And she shall be called woman. So he named the woman as well. And so isn't that cool? So what God was saying is, I made man in my likeness. And it says actually in chapter one that he gave us dominion and power over all the creatures, everything moving on the earth. He gave to Adam. He gave to the man and to the woman. And so he's giving us that power. He has given us that power and that authority to call things to be not as though they were. So when we call it, when we name it, then that's what it is. And so whatever we're believing God for, 
he's expecting us to say it, to name it, to just like Jesus did. He said to call those things to be not as though they were. He said, speak to the mountain, and if you believe what you say, it's going to happen. And um, so in the same sense, God is saying to me today that this is the way it all started. This is the idea. This is what I, how I created it to be. Just like when you have kids, right? You even name them and you tell them what's mine is yours. You can do anything you want, have anything you want. Well, you might have exceptions, but you give them the authority to um, take ownership of whatever you decide in your home. And he's given us ownership over the earth and to subdue it and to multiply. And and he's given us that power to say what we want to happen. He said, he said to me one day, I allow what you allow. I was asking him something and he was saying, get it, get it right, get it fixed. And so that's how we get it fixed. That's how we change our circumstances. Just like Jesus said, I tell you the truth, whatever you say to this mountain, whatever you say will happen. He said, if you pull a small berry bush up out of the tree, it will happen. He went around casting out demons, laying hands on the sick. And he just told everything what to do. And that's what we're supposed to do. We're not supposed to be begging God to do something, but we are to do it. When we say it, he's saying, you can have what you say. You can have what you say. Every, every animal that Adam named, Adam, it, that's the name of that animal. He gave Adam that authority. And I just think that is so cool and, and so encouraging. And um, it really takes the responsibility off of God and giving it to us. And um, so that's the way it is. You know, he expects us to grow up and take over. And, you know, speaking of that, I also feel him prompting me to remind us that we are called to do that greater work, to not only say it and get our life situated and um, obtain that power that he's given us using his strength and ability to change our circumstances, but to go change the circumstances around us in the world, go and teach others who they are in Christ, go and teach them how they're supposed to live in the kingdom of God. And when we're living in the kingdom of God and we get it, we're going to have that revival that we're asking God to do. And he's asking us to do. Jesus said, I'm going now and you're to do that greater work. Isn't that amazing? That is so cool. And so whatever Adam called it, it was. So whatever you call it, it's going to be. And you know, um, you can you can do the cursing thing or you can do the blessing thing, right? Jesus cursed a fig tree. And so what comes out of your mouth is what's going to happen in your life. What you meditate on, it starts with that meditation. What are you going to think about? What are you going to meditate? Are you going to look at the Word of God and find the promises in the Word of God and be encouraged? Faith comes by hearing the Word. Or are you going to be um, just looking at what's around you and taking what you see and meditate on that and speak that. People do that all the time. I'm broke. Um, I'm never going to have anything. Oh, yeah, I expected that to happen. What you say is what you're naming it, what you're bringing to pass in your life. Jesus said, I tell you the truth, 
Whatever you say to this mountain, you believe, you believe it, it's going to happen. So if you're going to believe the good thing, it's going to take some work. Faith comes by hearing the word of God. It takes work. The kingdom of God is taken by force. So first you got to get that faith in your heart. You got to build up that faith in your heart. You got to hear the word and hear the word, and it takes time. You got to get to know God. And um, so that it becomes a revelation. Like for me this morning, when he spoke this word to me, it got me excited. When he, when he gives you revelation knowledge, when he give you, gives you a piece of wisdom, it gets you excited and it gives you faith to go and to do that thing. And so in order to be believing the truth, you constantly got to feed on the word of God. You know, I noticed that night um, I can run a little low on faith. And then I start thinking the doom and the gloom. And so immediately when you start feeling that way, the best thing is to do is to look at the word, to start worshiping him, to start getting that faith going on again. Because if you don't, the enemy is going to come and steal your faith. And when he steals your faith, he's going to steal what you're thinking and what's going to come out of your mouth. And so you can say it one moment, you can say it all day long, the thing that you want to come to pass, and then at night you can ruin it by saying the opposite. So you got to be, and God said, a double-minded man won't receive anything from him. So you got to be single-minded in Jesus, that if you have constant faith, if you have faith all the time, so you have to give the word attention all the time, day and night. You got to think it, think it, think it, so that it comes out of your mouth, like in a crisis. What's going to come out of your mouth? I'm remembering um, when my son had, um, he, he had his shunt come out of his head and we were at a doctor's appointment and that would mean he was born with hydrocephalus and that would mean emergency surgery. But the doctor hadn't noticed it till a year later, so it was apparent that he didn't need it put back in. And he was so amazed at my reaction, but I was expecting that miracle. And when you're expecting that miracle, then that miracle, when it happens, that's what's going to come out of your mouth. What, and, and, you know, when things don't happen, then, you know, you're not going to just, the doom and gloom isn't going to come out of your mouth another time. I remember, you know, I had all this experience under my belt by now. I don't know. My son was probably about 15, 17. I don't know. But anyway, I had... Um, broken my tibia bone, I decided not to go to the doctor. And um, God gave me a directive to go to the gym and get on a machine with a broken bone, right? And so I did it. And when I left, um, nothing happened. I didn't have my miracle. And I thought to myself, well, I'm not going to get offended because I know God told me to do this. And so what was in my heart came out, started in my thinking and came out of my mouth, and I had my miracle. And so it's so important to put that word in your heart so that whatever, and even if you're in the midst of a crisis, the word is going to come out of your mouth. You're not going to speak the doom and gloom unless you're listening to the doom and gloom. And so if you're listening to the word of God, if you're listening to the truth, that is what's going to be building up inside of your heart, and that's what's going to come out of your mouth, and then that is going to come to pass. And so God is encouraging us another time with letting us know that what we say, we're naming it. He named the animals, and that's what the animals' names were. 
That's what they are. He named them. And so you're naming your life, um, whatever, whatever you're meditating on and whatever is coming out of your, your heart is coming out of your mouth. And so you're naming what your life is going to be. You're naming that thing to happen or to not happen. But I think it's so cool when, you know, we need information and God is right there to give it to us. He is cheering us on. He wants us to win. He wants us to get it. And, you know, it, it's so like um, apparent that he has nothing to do with it. It has everything to do with us. And that's what he was saying to me yesterday. He said, I'm not going to tell you what to do, but if you want to choose my way, I'll show you how to live in my kingdom. But he gives us all free will. He said to Cain, sin knocks at your door. Why are you so down and out? You can do the right thing. And, you know, sin is just not believing. Sin is, yeah, not believing. And that's what he was saying. And so if you're walking around and you're down and out, you know, you're in agreement with the enemy. You're not in agreement with God because he said your faith will make you well. Your faith is the thing that's going to make that happen. And so, yeah, it takes work to get faith. You actually got to get in the Word of God and look at the Word of God. You have to hear the Word of God. You got to talk the Word of God. And then that thing happens. You got to speak it. You got to, you got to decide you're going to believe it and no turning back. Isn't that cool? I think that's so cool. I love this revelation because you would think that, you know, God being God would call the shots. Why would he bring the animals to Adam to see what he would name them? Because he loves us and he's giving us his authority, his power to have good in our lives. Just like when you give your kids the keys to the car, you say, go enjoy yourself. You can use the car. And and God is saying, you can enjoy your life. All you have to do is name that thing that you want to happen and then I will do it. Then when you believe what you say, it will happen. So it starts with asking Jesus to come live on the inside of you. Um, in Romans, it says, if you call on his name, you can be saved. Revelation 3.20, Jesus said, he's knocking at the door of your heart. And if you invite him in, he's going to come in and hang out with you. He told the disciples when he left that the Holy Spirit would come. He wasn't leaving them as orphans. He was leaving. He was going to the Father. But the Holy Spirit would come and live on the inside of them. And he would be their counselor, their standby. He would remind them of the things Jesus said and even tell them things to come. And so that's how it starts. So if you want to ask Jesus to come live on the inside of you, I'm going to say that prayer with you. And all you have to do is ask, and it's a relationship It's not a ticket to heaven. It's not that at all. It's a relationship. And then you, you know, living on the earth and bringing God's will to life, bringing his will to pass by following after him, living his way on the narrow path, doing the things that he did, living by his standards. So let's ask him, Jesus. We thank you so much that you want to come and live on the inside of us, and we're just welcoming you right now. We just thank you and praise you for teaching us, for giving us revelation knowledge so that we can do the thing that you called us to do. So we can be your child and have those things that we say happen proving to be your child and that your will is good and perfect. We love you so much. and. 
So we're asking that, I'm asking, Lord, that every person that is praying this prayer for the first time or even otherwise would feel your presence right now to know that this is truth that is being spoken to them. We thank you and praise you that you said that we would learn your voice and follow you. And that is where our eternity lies as we follow you. And so we're following you. We want to live in your kingdom. We want to live in agreement with you and prove to be true disciples of yours. So we're asking you to help us do that. We praise you. We love you. Give you all the glory in Jesus' name. Amen. So if you said that prayer, I would love it so much if you would let me know. And John 1.1 tells us he is his word. And so you got to get to know the word of God, and that's how you get to know God. And then when you get to know him and you start seeking him for answers, you know, it's one thing for someone to tell you something, but when God reveals it to you, it's so much more exciting. And he can reveal it to you through a person like right now. If this is just going off on the inside of you, he's making it real to you. He's confirming what I'm saying to you. But, and um, the word, you got to look at the word and get that confirmation. So if you said that prayer, I'd love it so much if you'd let me know. Thank you so much for listening today and God bless you.